Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 46 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. As we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, uh, you'll notice we didn't have an episode yesterday. Uh, it's my, it was my first day off and uh, I had a bit of a lie-in and uh, didn't really have time to record the episode in the day, so... I skipped it. But uh, we're going to begin with Ernest, uh, our new week of study, uh, as we usually do on a Tuesday today, covering February the 20th to February the 26th in Matthew chapter 6 to 7. Um, I wanted to start with the paragraph that we find in the Come Follow Me, Come Follow Me manual, because I think it sets the scene wonderfully for what we're going to look at this week. It says, quote, the Sermon on the Mount is one of the best known discourses in Christianity. The Saviour taught with rich images such as, such as a city set on a hill, lilies of the field and wolves disguised as sheep. But the Sermon on the Mount is far more than a beautiful speech. The power of the Saviour's teachings to his disciples can change our lives, especially when we live by them. Then his words become more than words. They become a sure foundation for life that, like the wise man's house, can withstand the world's winds and floods. Close quote. Really um, powerful paragraph there, and one that's, uh, like I said, sets the scene beautifully for what we're about to dive into. Two chapters from Matthew, six to seven, not jumping about from Matthew to Mark or Matthew to Luke and so on, but just focusing on this text uh, about the continuation of the Sermon on the Mount that we started last week with the Beatitudes and other things like that. So um, I'm just going to work through um, numerically uh, in the verses from Matthew 6 to Matthew 7, and we'll just pick out things that jump out to begin with. The first thing that Jesus focuses on is about um, the need to do our arms in secret, or not necessarily always in secret, but, you know, to do, to not do the things we do for the praise of others. In verse 2, it says, Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, a couple of interesting things I thought um, or, or I found with this as I studied. When we speak about arms, um, the um, the Greek that that is translated from is elemosune, uh, which means compassionateness or acts of benef- beneficence or uh, benef- of benefaction, specifically towards the poor. So anything that we do to anyone that is poor, in finances, poor in spirits, poor in health. You know, we all have things that we are poor in, uh, in some ways in our lives. Uh, so to anyone, anything that we do, we should not announce it or do it for the display of others, but do it not as the hypocrites do, but for the purpose of worshipping and praising God. Interestingly, again, the word hypocrites uh, comes from the Greek hypocrites, which uh, is an, an actor in those days would be an actor who played an assumed character. And often uh, in these kind of Greek plays or things like that, there would be an actor who plays multiple parts and be able to move, uh, you know, across those characters with costume and disguise so brilliantly that you wouldn't even know it was the same person, um, which I think is a beautiful metaphor for what can be an individual who is described as a hypocrite, someone who um you know does seemingly all the right things but then purposefully and rebelliously um acts as another way for their gain or does those things for their gain uh it's when i think one of the things we must try and remember is that of course we all make mistakes and that's not what a hypocrite is someone that teaches and testifies but then goes and does something wrong necessarily because yes we all make mistakes but it's someone that is 
either willfully rebelling and not making you know the right choices because they they don't care and they just want to get praise and honor um because they are seeming mm-hmm. to do the right thing so i think that's a, an interesting point there um from verse two and obviously that phrase they they have their reward is a you know is kind of a bit um well it's very powerful because it's like well that's fine they got their reward that's wonderful for them but of course they will miss out on the incredible miraculous blessing that is available to them uh, by following the savior and uh, being a disciple of his um Again, in verse five, he talks about hypocrites, but this time in the context of prayer. And prayer has a really important, prominent place uh, in this um, in this sermon that the Savior gives. The importance of prayer and how prayers that are given, they should not be as the hypocrites. And in verse five, it says, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. And of course, we've had, you know, numerous uh, kind of guidance or kind of sayings from general authorities given about prayers specifically given in public meetings whether that be a sacrament meeting or a or a testimony meeting or a, or a lesson or whatever it is that these prayers ought to be short simple and sincere uh, that they need to focus on the savior and inviting the spirit uh, and not much else and it's funny when you do have those prayers occasionally uh, in in meetings where the person gives almost a little mini talk uh, and I think it's um, fascinating to to think about that in our own practice and if we need to make sure that we avoid that or how we can avoid that. Um, and again, it ends with that phrase in verse five, verily I say unto you, they have their reward, uh, which is um, repeated again. But in verse four, it says that thine arms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secrets himself shall reward thee openly. Um and I find that really interesting that that use that word openly is given because, of course, the, the Savior is speaking about how we need to do these good deeds and acts secretly. But then we're blessed openly. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's just a, that kind of way that he teaches sometimes where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And in other ways like that, I just think it's fascinating. Um, he continues on with prayer. Uh, and specifically, let's look at verse seven. Where this, this, this is something we probably need to touch on. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard much for the, heard for their much speaking. So, what do we mean by vain repetitions? Um, you know, I think we obviously um, very often turn towards um, the um, point of not saying the same phrases over and over again. Um, but I don't think it necessarily just means that. Um, you know. One great example of this is the sacrament prayer. You know, the sacrament prayer is one that is repeated every week, but it's not. Well, hopefully it's not a vain repetition. Uh, I want to read this um, quote from the Come and Follow Me manual, because I think, again, it's a great explanation. It says, uh, quote, people often understand vain repetitions to mean repeating the same words over and over again. However, the word vain can be described, can describe something that has no value. Using vain repetitions in prayer can mean praying without sincere, heartfelt feeling. Um, And then that links us to Alma chapter 31, verses 12 to 23, uh, which talks about the Ramiumptum and the uh, the, uh, account of the Zoramites, where they build the synagogue and they stand up on the Ramiumptum and they repeat the same prayer. And again, people are very quick to say, well, it's because they're repeating the same prayer. They're not thinking about what they're saying. But again, 
let's not confuse what is the is the fault here. The fault is not that there is a prayer that is repeated, because if that's the case, well, we need to look at how we do the sacrament. It isn't ha because it is um, necessarily just repeated, but it is the manner in which it was repeated. They they did so in a grand, prideful way, which brought upon themselves great glory and honor. The sacrament prayer is completely the opposite. Um, and I think it is worth considering if you are an, in, an individual who does bless the sacrament or you are you work with youth who bless the sacrament, reminding them about how we say that prayer. Do we say it as quickly as we can to get to the end? Or do we take time and ponder, not so that we don't make a mistake necessarily, but so that we are really giving thoughtful, reflective time, not just for us, but for the people listening to that prayer as well. I love the extra insight that we get uh, from other translations of the Bible as well. And in the English Standard Version, it actually says this. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. So that just kind of underlines and c confirms what we've just read from the Conformi Manual and from kind of that guidance. Is that it's not necessarily the repeating of phrases that's an issue but rather it's empty phrases, phrases that we say without thought, um, which, of course, is a very personal thing. And so, you know, we need to reflect on ourselves rather than other people's prayers uh, with that. But I think that's just an interesting insight there to think about. Of course, then the Saviour speaks about how we should pray with the Lord's Prayer. And we are, we've reached the end of today, so we'll kind of dive into that more deeply tomorrow. And hopefully we'll get to the end of 6 and 7. But judging on what we've gotten through today, I don't know. We'll see. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Some great things to draw from uh, in this sermon. Please share what you've studied on the Facebook group. And until we meet again. <laughs>